How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode here at the Clubhouse. This is our 13th episode, lucky number 13. So we have a very special guest today, really, really good friend of ours. Before that, I'm your host, Zach Pena, together with Miguel Mendoza. And we have a very, like Zach said, a very special guest today. He was from Xavier High School in the Philippines and now in Jacksonville University, Florida. He's an academic merit scholar and a member of the Sigma Chi fraternity in Jacksonville University. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Andres Maclan. What's up? What's up? How are you, Andres? Thanks for being here, I'm by the way. Good, man. I'm good, man. Happy to be here, man. Thanks for having me, bro. Yeah. So how are you in the how are you in the States? How's life there so far? I'm good. I'm good. I'm in vacation now. So, you know, trying to live it up for once after grinding pretty hard during the semester. Because college isn't easy. <laughs> but you know, we 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 always strive in, bro. Yeah. So I think we can start with like what what made you go and study abroad like yeah like what made you decide okay i want to go abroad for college and not just stay in the philippines we have pretty good universities here also ateneo lasalle up Mm -hmm. yeah this is actually a really really i don't think anybody's ever asked me this question honestly so start the senior year everyone's taking like like tutor for for sets right everyone's What's that? Making Asikasa their set stuff and doing all of that. And I was doing it too, right? I, I planned to stay in the Philippines for a bit, move to the States to, for higher education, like higher like, like masters and stuff. But then I'll be frank with you guys. I didn't get into La Salle. Didn't get into Ateneo. Yeah. Didn't get into USD. Didn't get into UP, definitely. I didn't get into anywhere. And... um. I was in the I was in the process of whether or not I should appeal my decisions from La Salle and Ateneo or if I should just take a gamble with my life. I just decide, decided to take a gamble with my life and you know it wasn't so hard because quarantine we were stuck in a house all day long just four walls talking to you and it's insane so it wasn't that hard for me to just go, you know what, I'm going to apply to the States. I mean, at this point, there's nothing really going for me. If I get, if I get um, rejected and I get rejected, you know, I'm, I'll find a way, right? And so I applied to a couple of schools. Uh, the two schools just accepted me. Well, all three schools accepted me. And I was beyond shocked, right? I was like, God, wow. I didn't get into Ateneo, I didn't get into La Salle, I didn't get to anywhere, but I got into three schools in the States. And um, not going to lie, the two schools were just like I. Uh, luckily, the third school was really, was really, it was a really good school. Um, and surprisingly, I got an academic scholarship for it. So that was yes, sir. so much easier. Yeah. Let's go. Shout out Savior for breeding just unintelligent genius. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, see, like that that was like that was like the biggest thing. Like I was freaking out at that point in my life. It was crazy. And then, you know, next thing like that, I just find something that literally lands in front of my lap. It's just an amazing opportunity that's so hard to miss on. So 
you never really know honestly with life yeah that's that's how i that's how i ended up here it isn't like uh oh i plan to go to college in the states i've been studying really hard to get good grades i mean of course i did do that you should be doing that if you aren't doing that already <laughs> but yeah. yeah so you know it's just luckily i had the i had the opportunity and the the you know I was my family's able to support the decision because you know it's it's not mine alone. Yeah, shout But out yeah, to RJ. Yeah, shout out to RJ. Um, <laughs> shout out mom. But yeah, see, so like just crazy things that happen in life that just end up making sense, and for now it's making sense. Luckily, yeah, so it's yeah. working pretty well. Yeah, we're we're like really really proud of you. And I remember the time when you told me. I think we we're in the driving range in Alabang Country Club, and then you told me that you were going abroad. I was really shocked. Of course, we were all sad. Like I'm sure all your friends, you know, all everyone in our circle is very sad. And yeah, we're like really proud of you. And I remember when you when you told me that, I was like, oh no, the life of the party, the party animal, is leaving. So. <laughs> <laughs> What's gonna happen now? So who, yeah, who's like, gonna stand right, right? on tables now and party? Who's gonna stand on tables? Who's gonna be riding on people's shoulders? So yeah, we like ever since we we never had a party because of COVID. But you know, um, we're always like when 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 you come back here, we're always gonna you know um welcome you. You know, it's gonna be the same. You know, definitely. Man, I mean, sure. it's undress my clown. Come on. Come back. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, bro, you made me feel so much better about myself. You should be telling this to my dad, bro. I hope he feels the same way about me. <laughs> When he listens to this episode, I'm sure. Yeah. I'll yeah. make him listen. <laughs> But so since you went, uh, so you're there in abroad now in Jacksonville. How is like the education there? Like, how is it different from here? Well, first of all, you got to put into your head the context of my education. In Manila has only been Savior High School. Um, that Savior High School, Savior does it like very different compared to how a lot of other Filipino local schools do it, and definitely way different from how a uh, you know uh, university in the states does it. Um, there were so many things I didn't know about just the academic system alone that screwed me up in the beginning of the semester which was really, really hard for an international student. Mind you, I came to Florida alone. My parents didn't bring me. There's not a good light on my school, but if they hear this, you guys should just, you know, get it together, man. Um, I didn't have orientation. <laughs> I didn't have orientation. Because <laughs> um, I, I, I moved in the spring semester, so it's not typically the yeah. time when you move in. You move in the fall. Fall. the fall you go to school like a month before you go through these orientations and all of that stuff i didn't have any of that see um because of covid unluckily so i wasn't able to have that that you know that experience and so i had to learn the ropes by myself like absolutely by myself i had to from the simple from the smallest things of finding your classrooms alone to how the grading system works to how to break down the syllabus like there's so many things i never thought that i would need to know because i thought i already knew which i definitely didn't and that definitely was 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 a big factor in the change like my my like the easiest example i had was um homework homework pala in the states in my school at least was um 
50% of your grade. Wow. In high school, it was just effort grade. And so yeah. I never knew that homework was that important, which I guess now makes a lot more sense because in college, it's more of like independent learning and learning through your own, through yeah. your own like way. So now I understand why they get homework, but I never understood it. Like I never really, like I did the homework. Sometimes I didn't do it. Um, but then don't get me wrong. Like every time it was a test, I, I didn't fail. I didn't fail a test, but um, which is really good actually. <laughs> That's it. I didn't fail a test, but then, <laughs> you know, you know, simple things like, like homework, like, you know, you like pasikot sikot around class, like how to make things easier for you, you know, yeah. things like that which you learn along the way, but then it took me a while to learn and it definitely screwed me up a bit for, yeah, but it, it cost me. Yeah, yeah. no, but that, I, I'm, I'm really like glad that, you know, even if you experience that, I think I could say that I'm glad you experienced that because, you know, it's like something that you have to adapt to also, something that you have to learn. And this goes to all our followers there who are, you know, in college right now that, you should accept change, be able to adapt, and, you know, learn from the experiences. And if you don't experience these, you'll never learn also. Right, right. Yeah, I completely agree. College is, is a very crazy place where it's so easy to get overwhelmed, but you need to be able to know how to, you know, ground yourself, do the things you need to do, not the things you want to do. And, yeah, like what you said, change, adapt, you know, talk to people. It's, it's it's weird but talk to people it's the easiest way to be able to get her to like learn things just talking to people it's really cool yeah yeah I'm, I'm also pretty sure that a lot of people who are going to study abroad who plan to study abroad especially now considering that you know people are starting to move to different countries to study are going to be experiencing the same challenges that you went through so what would you say is like um, an advice for those people who, you know, are going to be having a hard time to navigate, you know, the school system, learning system? Um, first, this is what I didn't realize. I didn't know about this until now. Um, well, not until now, but until like recently. Um, number one, you pay a lot of money to go to school in the States. You pay a lot of money. And if you're on scholarship, congrats, you know. That's that's amazing. But if you don't, you pay for a lot of money. College is your resource. You pay for everything there. Use it. Take it as take it take it as your advantage. Um talk to your academic advisor, talk to your profs, talk to just to just anybody who has like the smallest like idea of how schooling works. Like talk to tutors in the in the tutor in the student tutor center. Like just talk to people. Because they're there for you. Like, you pay them so much money every single semester. And then, what, you're just going to stare at them? Like, talk to them, learn from them. They're going to teach you, like, how what to do if your grade's slumping. Um, how you can be better. How you can ask for extra credit. Because, honestly, it's not nice to just be like, hey, prof, got some extra credit for me. Like, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know we, we're all going to end up having to be there one time. But then, you know, if, if yeah. you're able to just build a relationship with your prof from the beginning of the school year, Palang, it's so much easier to just, you know, the school year will be so much easier for you because you're able to, you already know the person. You, Because if you don't make an effort in college, nobody is going to care about you. 
Yeah, even the profs. Nobody, even the profs. If you're the guy that just sits down in the back of the class and you don't make an effort to just try and show that you're engaged, your prof won't even know your name. <laughs> like, won't even know your name. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you are that guy in like, the back of the classroom that likes to keep quiet, just try your own like way to just, you know, come out of your comfort zone. At the end of the day, it's for you. Like there's nothing, nobody else will benefit but you. Your prof is just there to give you a grade. It's, it's all for you. So just think of it as like, yeah, using your resources, you paid for all of those things. Go for it. Like college is your playground. Have as much fun as you want with it. It's up to you what you get out of it. Yeah. That's my biggest advice for for learning how to adapt the, the college system abroad because yeah. it's, it's re- very different. It's really yeah. difficult. And I agree with you um, with what you said regarding the, you know, paying for your resources because I'm an Ateneo now, but when I applied abroad, um, like I applied to several college, colleges abroad in the States actually. And the, like, like this is what people who are applying abroad, especially if you're coming from the Philippines, that they don't realize that even if you get a 50% scholarship, because usually you can get a 50% scholarship. Even if you're in high school, you get like, you know, okay grades. You can still get a 50% scholarship. But like in terms of paying that, it still costs like millions, even if you get a 50% scholarship. And that's only tuition itself. You have to pay for um, dorm, where you're going to stay, your food, everything else. The, the 50% scholarship is still like millions, um, including that 50% scholarship. So it's still a lot. And like, you know, yeah, don't get me wrong. Like studying abroad, like especially in the States, is very good education. Like you're going to learn, I think, so much more. But yeah, you have to, you know, really make it, make how much you're going to be paying, your parents are paying worth it because it's so much. With that 50% scholarship, you're still paying millions. Compared to here, like let's say tuition here in like a good university like Ateneo or La Salle, it's around like 100,000 per semester without scholarship, right? But in the States with 50% scholarship, you're paying like how much? Two million? Right. Or more. I'm not paying two million less than that, luckily, but yeah. Yeah, it's it's a very high number. It's 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 honestly ridiculous that they caught they charge that much for college. I don't know why the US education system is flawed like that, but hey, honestly, I gotta give it to them. They have they're able to build such a credible education system and it's so renowned everywhere that everybody wants to go no matter how much it costs. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really good education, but like you definitely have to pay for it and make sacrifices for it. It's not, it's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. Yeah, and I think that goes with the saying, the more you pay, the more you pay attention. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, since you're putting out your own money, of course, you have to give in your own effort, you know, to focus on whatever you bought or in, in mm-hmm. this case, you know, for college. And yeah, so with that, like what, like going into college in the States, what were like the main changes that you experienced considering that, you know, you came from like Filipino background, our culture here, like yeah. how are the people, all that stuff. Honestly, I thought, I thought I wouldn't, I wouldn't be culture shocked. I really didn't. Um, it's easy, it's easy for us in Manila to think we're close enough to the States, you know, we listen to the same songs, you know. I followed Parliti Emilio on TikTok, you know. <laughs> I, find, 
I find my Amanda Cerny hot like this American guy. <laughs> yeah, no, bro. <laughs> it's definitely not. <laughs> I thought I was going to be fine. And yeah, no, I wasn't. <laughs> um, there's a lot of things that you, know, you don't really you don't really think about when you make such a big move in your life. Like, I always give this example of my first two days in, in Jacksonville. So I arrived, I arrived and um, I didn't have a phone line, right? I didn't have a credit card because my dad did not give me a credit card in Manila. So I did not have one. And with that, without the phone line and without the credit card, you can't order an Uber. And if you don't have a car in the States, there is no way you're getting yourself around. So I was stuck in the middle of the airport with two suitcases, a backpack, and a hand carry, right? Took me forever to find Wi-Fi. I was finally able to order a cab. Ended up in this Airbnb that I, I rented. And second day I woke up, jet lagged as hell, five in the morning, just sprint out of bed. And I'm like, okay, um, I need three, I needed three things that day. I needed to start my bank account. I needed to get my phone line and I needed to get a COVID test that day. Because if I didn't get it that day, my, my lease on the Airbnb would have um, run out and I wouldn't be able to move into the dorm. So I would have been homeless. <laughs> so um, that day I walked, I walked six miles on the side of the freeway to go to a mall that had a COVID testing center, a bank and an at and not shout out to AT&T, you guys have horrible service, but <laughs> I wasn't walking any more than two miles for another one. So you see, like, and that, that in itself was, was just a crazy thing to deal with. I've never heard anybody in Manila who had to do anything remotely similar to that there. You know, it's, it's crazy. Like, there's so many things that when you're alone, you don't think of because there are so many things you've always had. And so now when it's stripped off of you, it's like, damn, I got to make do with what I have. And so um, going back to that story, I was able to get my COVID test. And I was, I mean, sorry, I was able to get my bank account and my phone line, but I wasn't able to get my COVID test yet. And the COVID test place closed at five. And, um, it was 4 p.m. already. And so I walked into this random store at the side of the freeway. I'll never forget. It was a hair and wig store. Weirdest store on earth, right? <laughs> and I walk in and I'm like, I go to the cashier and I'm like, hey, excuse me. Um, do any of you guys have Uber, Uber on your phone? I'll, I'll pay you for the Uber. I just need to go get a COVID test for school. You know, I'm moving in. I'm an international student. All that spiel just make them feel so bad for me. <laughs> And she was like, no, sorry, kid. I don't, I don't have Uber. Nobody uses Uber here. <laughs> and I'm like, no. And then some girl in the back of the corner just goes, hey, I'm going on my break. Um, I can take him. Just pay me for the Uber. And I was like, yeah, sure. Forget it. Whatever. Yes. <laughs> and so I walk into her car and then she, and then I go, you were I'm seated out? in her car. Well, I couldn't get yeah. sketched out because I was yeah, so I desperate. I was going to be homeless if I didn't get that COVID test. Yeah. <laughs> had to do so it. I was in the car seated down with her and I was like, 
I this is weird, but I did not get your name. <laughs> and she was like, Yeah, you know, I'm surprised you didn't ask me for that. That's definitely something you want to know before you get into a random person's car. And I was like, Well, with that, so what is your name? <laughs> and she was like, Well, her name was Marwa. And then she just pulls out a freaking knife on me. No way. Knife this big. And she goes, You better not try anything stupid, by the way. And I go, What? <laughs> Look at me. I'm the Yo, most like, selfless. Helpless, innocent, young, lost Filipino kid. Definitely am not. And she, she goes, the knife. okay, you better not. Yeah, because she was like, you wow. better not think of anything. I think that's else. normal. I think that's honestly normal. Like, yeah, if no, try I to protect yourself. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm actually glad women do that. Just, you know, chill with it, you know. <laughs> but it's actually yeah. good. Like, that's actually really good. Who, like, honestly, who would have thought I could have been like a mass murderer? And, but I'm not. So anyway... She goes to take me to my COVID test. She goes to take me to the mall and she brings me back to my, my Airbnb and ended up, since I ended up just talking to her in the car, we ended up finding out that we were both moving into JU, to Jacksonville wow. this upcoming semester. And she became my first friend in school. Yeah, that, that story honestly seems like a movie. Like, that's something you could see in a movie. Like, right yeah no it's crazy and then that's that's one of the things that i learned is that if i wasn't gonna put myself out there there was nobody who was gonna do that for me and if i don't try to to actively meet people you know learn about how things work around there i would just get my ass handed to me i got lucky yeah. that a lot of the times i went to do out and do things i ran into amazing people who ended up helping me out um and so that was a really nice thing that even if i didn't know anybody there were people who were very nice to me who helped me out like that that girl um and like it's it's weird you know it's it's a very different culture as to compared to in manila because i'm i would never do that in manila like, I would never, ever do that there. Maybe if I was a local in Florida, I would never do that too. But honestly, who knows? Like, look, I've made a good friend out of it. I didn't go homeless. And I don't know. I just, you know, took a, took a gamble, talked to a random person. It was, it was cool. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of culture shocks in, in, in the States. I didn't notice, like, like just, just that instance when she just pulls a knife on me casually and she's like, you better not try anything stupid. Or like, like, I've never had anybody do that to me. Um, another culture shock wise, like, um, speech, just normal conversation, uh, slang. There's a lot of things you don't pick up on when you're first integrated in society there. But then, you know, the it's, not that, it's not that hard to know. Yeah, humor too. Everybody everywhere has different humor. Um, but yeah, like, it's small things like that that you think doesn't make a big difference. But when you're in a big group of people, or not even a big group of people, but a group of people who are able to relate in a level that you're not able to relate in, it's a very weird feeling. Very yeah. weird feeling. And yeah, the, the, the things you mentioned are actually very good lessons that I think people will carry when they go abroad also. So yeah, um, relating to that, what are some expectations that, you know, those who are in the Philippines who are about to go abroad this, August, this fall, like what are some expectations? Expectations in like what sense? Academically and like in your life? Yeah, I think um, our audience would be more, yeah, in terms of like life in, in the States. 
in terms of life like what, what helped general, like what helped you adapt besides you know talking and reaching out more see the thing is i didn't really reach out in the start yeah um the first time the first two weeks in school like that was the only time i reached out ever and that was before i started school when i started school i didn't reach out i didn't have friends for two weeks and a half three weeks it sounds like a short time but it's a really long time believe me when you're alone in your room i never really went out of my room i would eat in my room chill in my room listen to my music in my room just watch youtube all day in my room classroom classroom that's it and one day I was just playing music and I was DJing music and some guy just walks in my door and he's like, holy frick, you have amazing music. And I'm like, damn, thanks, man. Um, appreciate it. And then end up exchanging Snapchats. He ended what, up what, becoming my... I want to ask, what, what music did you play? Was it OPM? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you were playing OPM. You're <laughs> like, whoa, that's pretty good. <laughs> bro, I was playing some, some OPM, bro. Some freaking one bro <laughs> no but yeah like i was just i was just playing my music and he walked in the door and he was like dude you have really good music what the heck we exchanged snapchats he became my really good friend until now he's actually my roommate i'm gonna move into next semester with and you know through him i was able to meet a lot of people the main thing i had the main thing i always had to think of was to just always keep an open mind um you have to remember you aren't one you aren't like that isn't Hello. your your sis that isn't your like society it isn't your like community-ish i mean you grow you grow you like learn to grow to be a part of it but in the start it's not like it's a it's an unfamiliar place and there are a lot of things that people there did that i thought was just really weird and like the only thing that kept me that that kept me from just completely um like shutting down people people like shutting down the people from there was keeping an open mind knowing that culture is different knowing that you know life is different the struggles are different the problems and the problems an 18 year old in america has has different problems from an 18 year old in the philippines has like there are very many things that can easily go unnoticed if you don't keep an open mind and that would be like that that would just make things really hard for you and you don't want that you want things to be easier for you you want things to i mean you did go there for a better education and everything and so you want to be able to take advantage of everything and so just keeping an open mind trying to understand where the person's coming from if you get offended by them or just trying to understand where they're coming from if you don't get what they're like why they're doing things or like why they want to make like why why like why should, like stuff's happening you know just keeping an open mind is one of the biggest things i guess i have to i have to advise to someone who's planning to move abroad and as well as finding a finding a good support system because when you're all alone in a country you've never been in and you don't even know the person you're sleeping beside, it's hard to, it's, it's easy to lose track of where you want to, what, what you're doing with life if you don't have a very good support system. Because you will be drained. I guarantee you, you will get drained. You will end up, you will at one point become an emotional wreck. <laughs> 
um, you know, you will, you, at one point you just don't want to leave your bed. Like it's, 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 it's crazy. It, and those are problems I never thought I ever have to, I ever had to deal with. Um, I'd like to think I'm a very sociable guy, but you are, yeah. it, it gets to you. It gets to you. It definitely does. And it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's really crazy. The switch of cultures, even it be so minute that you don't really think it's going to be a problem, which it ends up becoming is. Yeah, so, that's yeah. very, that's very interesting because like here in the Philippines, everyone knows you as the sociable guy, you know, everyone in our circle knows you, um, you know a lot of people, you're close to a lot of people. So it's very interesting that in the States you experience that. Yeah, no, and, and it was hard. It was definitely hard. I didn't have anybody to go do to tell about how my prof was being such an in class earlier <laughs> or I didn't have anyone to talk about that the girl from across the classroom has been just staring at me the whole time and I haven't been able to pay attention to the PowerPoint you know like small things like that that you know it's just so fun to talk about stupid rant with like good friends yeah I, I didn't have the chance to do that and that, that really sucked until I met that guy who just knocked into my room mad rough and I ended up rushing the fraternity with him. I ended up rushing Sigma Chi with him. And fortunately now I'm a active, active brother of, of Sigma Chi. And that in itself alone was also a very, very good, very good opportunity in learning, learning the ropes, meeting friends as well. Good friends, really good friends. Um, learning about different perspectives in life. Because in, in the Philippines, a lot of us are always so, are, are, a lot of us are used to just the same way of thinking. I mean, you grow up the same, you hang out with the same group of people. Everything's the same. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, look at me, I am, I'm Filipino too. But then it's just really cool to hear how other people perceive the world. It's, it's very, very refreshing in a sense that you just get to you get to like learn new things because at one point you feel like you already know everything but I definitely did I don't know if you do if you guys will ever run into that situation but then like at one point you feel like you know everything and you talk to someone just completely about random things and you realize that damn maybe I do know nothing and I gotta look into things again and so that was really cool so Gotta give a lot of credit to my fraternity with that. And as well as, you know, just meeting nice, good, good people. Um, uh, fortunately, now because of that, I have a very good, solid um, group of friends, group of guy friends, group of girlfriends, mix of both, everything. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's really nice too because the fraternity also keeps you in check. I know it's easy to get it's easy for like you guys to like look at it as just project X or like <laughs> bad neighbor or something. Like, I mean, in a sense, yes, it is like that. I'm not even going to try to deny it because <laughs> I would be lying if I did, but um, they keep you accountable for things because they want you to make sure that you all are thriving in a similar environment in a similar pace. And if somebody's like uh, somebody's able to help somebody else, then 
hey, that's what you're there for. You know, you guys are there to help each other. You guys are there to go through the same things. You guys are in hell together. Might as well go. Might as well just in, like make the most out of it, right? And so, yeah, like just having a good support system too is a really good thing. No matter how you find it, may it be friends online, teachers you have a really good connection with. I don't know, like anything, just find like a good support system that will keep you going. And that those are the two biggest things. Just open mind and find a support system. If, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think like to sum up what you said, one of the biggest lessons is learning how to be independent. Because I was actually trying to put myself in your shoes when you were telling the story when you had to like get a COVID test, um, get a bank and all that. I was like, wow, like you're doing everything like on your own. And it's like, you're literally also on your own there. Like, you know, no family, yeah. really, really different experience. And yes, it's, it's, it's really good that it, you also went through that because now you know, you know what to do next time. And I think that experience is something that you can carry on also in the future. Relating to what Zach said, um, you're doing everything independent, right? So just to shout out all our maids and drivers here in the Philippines. Thank you so much. <laughs> if yeah, you we have, have been told your maid and your driver, you love them, you better do it right after you listen to this. <laughs> no, yeah, we, we really yeah, appreciate all, be grateful for all your maids and drivers. Definitely. It's not an easy job. Like, they might not be paid, uh, you know, as much as, you know, like corporate salary and everything. But like with Andressa Starry, you can already see, especially those who are going abroad, like, be grateful because you're going to, you don't have anyone like in this. Definitely. Yeah, you don't. And like, just to like elaborate on independence again, like a bit more, it just doesn't go off of making my own bank account and making my phone line. I need to pay bills now. I need to take care of my own money. Now I work a job. I make my own money. Um, you know, and those are all things you never really think about, you know? So those are like crazy big responsibilities to put on an 18 year old who is just like, Hey, what's up? <laughs> I mean, I know in the States it's not, but cause they start working really early, but for, for us, it's crazy. You have to deal with all of that thing with all of those things. And, you know, that's like literally your life. If you screw up with any one of those things, that's it. You're done. You can't screw up with school because if you screw up with school, I mean, that's the reason you went there. Like, yeah. what are you doing with your life? <laughs> if you have no money, you can't do anything. And so you need to work. You need to be smart with your money. You need to pay bills because life isn't free. You know, that's the one thing I really had to learn the hard way here is you really have to grind. I work a lot of ridiculous jobs. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it, it's taught me a lot definitely just gained a whole new perspective of the world i never thought i would like be able to like i never thought i would see the world this way at, like at this age and it's really really fulfilling in a sense it's nice the independence is nice but it's very scary it's very scary um and i don't think it will honestly not ever get scary but i think that's a good thing Keeps you on your toes, keeps you in check, keeps you in line, keeps you on your on your path where you want to be. Yeah. So I just wanted to like bring that out there and like make people know that 
you have to grind. So yeah, it seems like you've been doing a lot of work there in Jacksonville, Florida, not only in terms of, you know, school, but also in life because you're like what you said, you're, you're, you're alone. Like you're handling literally everything, you know, your laundry, your food, your school, you have to pay, you have to work, all of those stuff. And yeah, I can, I can see that it's, it's, it's challenging and yeah, it's, it's, it's tough to, you know, balance everything, you know, all at the same time. So how do you, like, I think, yeah, we've, we've, we've talked a lot about, you know, all the grinding, like what you said. So what do you do when you want, you know, because obviously you can't always work. You also need time for yourself. Right. So where, where does that come in? Like, My biggest thing is you got to work hard to play hard. And I'm definitely working hard so I can play hard. <laughs> One of the biggest things I joined the fraternity is so I could have fun. I could see things. I could experience things. Um, I don't drink alcohol, though, because I'm 18. So that's <laughs> yeah. a really bad. Don't do that. Alcohol wow. sucks. Need to be 21 for that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you know um wait but actually I definitely pra- yeah no actually you have to be 21 wow. to, to buy alcohol <laughs> which really sucks that felt like i was going back in time honestly i felt like i was great seven again i was gonna bring out my fake id i don't have one by the way <laughs> you know it's like hey yeah you know that that, that honestly like really sucked but yeah like like I was saying, you got to work hard to play hard. You can't just be playing hard. It's easy to play hard in college. Um, but parties in college are fun. So much fun. You know you know that like feeling when we were back in high school and you just had the longest week and you had so many like three tests due on Friday, but there was that one party that was just couldn't, you just couldn't miss and it was going to be amazing. Yeah, those yeah. are the things that keeps me going. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Especially when the going gets rough. I know by Saturday night, I am going to be in cloud nine. (laughs) So I just got to fucking grind through this. You know, I'm going to be there. And yeah, dude, like college parties are pretty crazy. Um, There's so much fun. They're a lot like the movies, but the movies is, of course, very dramatized. Um, I wish I was that cool. I wish my parties were that cool. They, <laughs> they're really fun, though. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, it's hard to explain it if you don't see it. It's easier to just base it off the movies. It's a bit less insane as the movies, definitely. But um, it's actually a very different environment. Like in Manila, parties there is like you have, you have drinks everywhere. Like in the States, you like, like in, my, in our frat parties hypothetical frat parties because it's covid right now so there's no there's no frat parties <laughs> yeah um, but like uh there's like there's only like like three beer kegs bunch of hard liquor and then you you bring your own alcohol so you drink what you bring you consume as much as you can um and it's, it's so much fun because like it's a different kind of fun compared to the philippines like of course there's like club scene raves bars and all of that but like um those like friday night parties we had in manila like those like our circle parties yeah um my version of that now is like frat parties and so it's like 
you start partying like Saturday after Saturday afternoon, palang. Yeah, it's early. You start playing beer pong. You start playing die. You play a lot of drinking games, and then by by you just chill by the pool. Um, you just you just vibe in the whole day. I mean, after a long week of school and work. The only thing you wanted, like there, there's nothing that could replace a nice cold beer beside beside the the beach and like a super hot day, and God, that that is just an amazing thing. And so we just like have fun with it. Um, yeah, like it's a very different party scene compared to Manila. I have to admit. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot like what you see in the movies, but just less less dramatized. Yeah. But then you know, sometimes it still does hit the fan. Like honestly, like the frat gotta give a lot of credit to those guys. You know, very good, very good decision of my life. Um I was it's it's a place, it's a place for like freshmen and sophomores to, you know, party. Yeah. Somehow, because you aren't able to do that, and you know they give you the chance to do that, which is really nice. You know, you're yeah. in college, have fun with it, man. Like, you can you're gonna be stressed out every day. Um, I wouldn't say you could retake a class, but you can't retake a party. But you could retake a party <laughs> for sure. Don't retake that class. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm 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 really glad that you know you've grown. You're enjoying your time there, and I'm also glad that. You're still the party animal that we know. Gotta, you- gotta. <laughs> gotta keep my priorities in check. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you're still, you know, the undress, you know, and everything like that. So Definitely. Yeah, it's, you know, full you. character, wholesome development, you know. It's just, it's just character growth, man. <laughs> yeah. I, w- I want to I wanna ask you more about the fraternity. So, because I'm sure... Especially those coming from the Philippines or you know international students who are transferring to the states or wherever you guys are going to transfer, like the guys especially, they want to you know try to get into a fraternity, have that you know at least have that group of friends, have a brotherhood already in the start. So, right. talking about the fraternity, like how did you get into fraternity and like what are some advices that you can give to those who want to get into a fraternity? Um, so like, like I mentioned earlier, Matt Ruff, actually the friend that just knocked my door, he was the reason why I rushed the fraternity. I had no intentions of doing so. I felt like I didn't really need to, because I like being friends with a lot of people. And I always had that misconception that if you're in a frat, you can only be friends with the guys in your frat. And I hated that. I hated that. Um, I'm the type of guy that like, I like being friends with everyone. I'll talk to the the guy who sits alone in the canteen, you know, I'll talk to you the same way. I, I like talking to people. I like making friends. That's the thing. And so that's why I didn't want to join the fraternity. And I knew what it was like coming from Savior in a parang, coming from Savior in a parang, like it's clannish. Yeah. But you know, you have friends in Ateneo, you have friends in the South, like, 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 like you guys. And that's what I didn't, that's what I didn't know that you could still have that genuine genuine like bond with other people and other fraternities and other groups of like um, other group life, which is really nice. And so that was one of the main things that was like, okay, if I could do, if I could still, you know, be the guy I am um, and if I could still be the guy I am and not change the morals and values I possess, then there, I don't think there's anything wrong with, with trying it out. And so I did, 
um, luckily for me, I, I got a bid. So I rushed. I went to the events and I got a bid. So they pretty much just, it's like they give you like a, like a draft day offer. So like they, yeah. they give you a call at like the middle of the night at like one in like one in the mo- one in the morning and they go hey um uh we we're we're giving you a bid um you have the night to to think about it contemplate and then the next day I signed my bid uh right after in the morning I went to it signed it right away and the only reason I signed it was because number one I was curious I wasn't really sure that I was gonna stick through it the whole time. Number two, like I said, it was a place where I felt like I could be myself and not be judged and at the same time grow with other people, which was very, very helpful, especially for me where I did not know anybody. And so it was a very nice, easy way to make a very good group of friends already. Also, um, just that sense of brotherhood. You know, we were, I went to an all-boys school. Um, you guys did too. You know what it's like. Your boys are in boys. And now I have my boys here and it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's, it's a really good feeling. And so, yeah, um, I was a pledge for a whole semester. There was another side to it that I never expected. I had to be on top of my schoolwork more than I ever was in my whole life. I had to be on top of my schoolwork because, um, my fraternity, at least, that's what they pride themselves in. They pride themselves in having the highest GPA of all Greek life in, in our school. And so I had to make sure I had high grades. And if I was slumping, I have I had guys to go to. I had brothers to go to to help me out. Um, yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's a good, healthy mix of work hard, play hard, like I was saying. Um, so, yeah, like. I always thought it was just going to be fun, Gago, and all of that stuff. But I never really saw the more intimate side of it, which is, it's, it's, it's interesting because as guys, you don't typically show your intimate side that easily. But, you know, you get to meet these guys in a very fast way. You're pledged with them for 15 weeks. You go through literally hell and back together. You guys do. You guys are studying together. Like I would be with my pledge class in in the study study rooms from like 10 p.m. when we finish pledge class until like 1 a.m. just doing homework, grinding projects, making sure all of our shit's on top of our game. Just so we just so you know, like we get good grades, we show that we're actually committed. Um, my frat didn't really have um we don't we don't haze. Well, yeah, we don't haze like hazing in your like your like perception of hazing like they never really forced me to drink never got beaten up everything was consensual but the one thing they always they always pushed on was um i had to have good grades i had to have good grades and so i had to make an academic plan even to show them how i want to go about my school um, and all of that. And, you know, it was just, it was refreshing in a way in a parang. I realized that this isn't just going to be a distraction in my life. It's actually going to be helpful in my life. I'm not selling fraternities, by the way. It's not for everyone. If you don't want to do it, you don't want to do it. I get it. You're, yeah, like, it's it's just a good community to surround yourself with. But that's the thing. You need to find, yeah, you need to find one where your morals and your values are in.
aren't gonna be hindered because at the end of the day that's what makes you you so you just gotta keep that in mind and like like i was saying you're in college have fun party get drunk once in a while the worst thing you're gonna have to deal with anyway is a hangover there's nothing you can't do the next morning you know nothing an advil or like water can't fix you know yeah like i could go on and on with how good the fraternity was but you know i'm just gonna sound like a broken record and like a salesman (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah um but yeah like um yeah uh i went to school partied had so much fun had a blast and um god again i thought i already said i was gonna stop talking about fraternities but i did again but i'm going to again um I, I actually found a summer job through them which was actually really nice gave me an opportunity to see the u.s i went we went road tripping around the states working around in illinois and iowa um selling door to door and that in itself was a whole nother crazy experience like you just meet the most crazy people racist people um and a lot of nice things but yeah but then again, like you know, we I worked with my with, with the brothers. We worked Monday to Monday to Saturday, ten to ten. But Saturday night, believe me, that Saturday night we would go out, and it's just like, wow! <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're you're in heaven. <laughs> no, but you have fun with things. Like you just find good people to have fun with. Go to like a club or something. But like you know. Yeah, we're, we're really proud of you. Your story, really amazing. I'm sure a lot of people who are planning to go abroad are going to have so much fun. And I know, I know you have a lot more to say, but to wrap up um, this episode with you, what is one advice that you would give? You know, you gave so much advice, so much stories, but what's one advice that you would tell someone who's from the Philippines who wants to transfer, who is transferring abroad to take, you know, their education there? For me... It may sound like super cliche, but don't don't lose track of why you're there. You're there because you're there to grow. You're there to learn. You're there for your family, importantly, because it's a going to the states is a very is a very family family like type deal. Like I feel like I'm in college with my whole family because you know it's a thing we're doing all together. I'm alone, but we're all going through it together we're all separated we're all so far away especially with covid and so i don't get to see them but you know just keeping it in your head and fire gotta do this you know i'm here for a reason and that's what's just gonna keep me going and you're there your parents are there to support you and you know it's a whole it's a whole deal you just you have to think about everybody because at the end of the day you're 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 there for your family as much as you are there for yourself so yeah that's what i would that's what i would leave off that's that's what I would need you guys with. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's that's really good advice because that goes back to the saying wherein you should work not only for yourself but also for others. Because once you switch that perspective of yours of you know grinding not only to fulfill your own wants and needs, but to also fulfill you know the people around you, your family, your friends, you know God, all those types of you know people. I think that's what's really going to um, give you that, you know, extra drive and, you know, motivate you to, you know, really fulfilling, you know, your full potential. 
as a person. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And you can apply that to anywhere. Maybe college in the Philippines because you know, not everyone is not everyone is capable of going to college in the states. Um, maybe not financially, but emotionally. Um, there's so many different things. You know, it's not for everybody. And if it is, if you find yourself to be in that situation, you want to challenge yourself, go for it. Go for it. Um, I could not recommend it any less. Uh, just the worst thing. What's the worst thing, man? You end up back in Manila. Just go for it. You're never gonna have an experience like it again. So yeah, and, if you are contemplating about yeah. it and you're on the boat right now, like in, you're in the middle, um, just go for it. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And to someone going there from the Philipp- from the Philippines going to abroad to study, I think another advice would be to make your time worth it. Not only like including like you know the money that your parents are offering you to study abroad. Make it worth it. Make your time there worth it. Meet different people. Enjoy your time. Party hard. Work hard, like what Andres said. And yeah, we this episode, I loved it. We we got so much insights. And I'm sure a lot of people in the Philippines who are um, going to study abroad, they're going to carry those values. And yeah, to those who are listening, who are going abroad, the clubhouse, Andres, and everyone who's following will support you guys. And, you know, if you guys need any help, the clubhouse is here. Yeah, Gosh, and, man. and if, if any of you guys going are going to Florida... You can message Andres. By the way, um, yeah, Andres, if you want to shout out any of your socials where people can find you, you know, maybe they need your advice. Um, yeah, if you find yourself in Florida, you need any help, you know, hit me up. My Instagram is Andres underscore Maklang M A C L A N G. Um, hey, yeah, if you're Florida, I'll, I'll show you around, give you a good time, man. You know, let's go make these stories. You know, yeah, yeah. Stories, yeah. And, and like, I'd like to ask the Clubhouse followers to if you guys like this episode, don't forget to like, follow, and share. And yeah, if you share this episode, we'll definitely have Andres back because he has more stories. I'm sure he has yeah. a lot more to say, more values, more crazy stories. So share, yeah. share this uh, to your friends and your family. We'll appreciate it. And we're gonna have an, an episode number two with Andres Maklao. So, Andres, thank you Definitely. so much. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much. Yep. And again, to everyone listening, this is the Clubhouse Podcast. Check us out on Instagram at theclubhouse.podcast for full episodes. Of course, you know where to find it, Spotify. And we have more announcements to come. So, don't forget to share and like and follow. Again, my name is Miguel Mendoza. And I'm, I'm Zach Pena. See you all next Saturday for another very, very special episode. You wouldn't want to miss it. It's a clubhouse, baby.